Please be seated. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. We thank you, Almighty God, that you have called us into this place today. We ask that your spirit would move among us, that we may proclaim your word to all the world. In Jesus' name, amen. So tell me, why are you here? And I don't mean the big life existential question, why are you here? But no, no, no. Why are you here? Or why are you watching this in front of your computer or television right now? Why? Well, I think we all got answers for that. I have an answer, and I'll tell you why I'm here. It started back in the summer of 1991. I announced earlier that we're, our youth are going to be going to the National Youth Gathering in Minneapolis next summer. Well, back then, when I was a rising senior in high school, my youth group went to the National Youth Gathering in Dallas, Texas. And let me tell you, as a Lutheran in the South, ain't many of us, you know? And so you, you kind of think that it's us and the churches down the street, but no. In the Midwest, there's tons of us. We're everywhere. And you go to this place, and there were 30,000 youth with us. 30,000 Lutheran youth with us. And we were, there was music blaring, and people were dancing, and there were great speakers. And I mean, it was just an absolute blast. And it was life-changing. And I'll tell you why. Because while one of the speakers was having his talk, I heard a voice. A voice that said, Stephen, be a pastor. Now, as Lutherans, we don't generally talk about hearing voices from God. And so even now, this much, many years later, it's still kind of like, did that really happen? I mean, first of all, why would God tell me to be a pastor? I mean, we've met, right? I mean, this is still kind of shocking to me here, right? But, but the thing is, whatever happened on that day, it changed the entire course of my life. Because from that, I went and finished high school and went on to college, went to seminary for four more years after that. And then I was called to my first church in McLeansville, North Carolina, right outside of Greensboro. Tiny little church, great people, great community. I was there for six years. And then I had somewhere along the way told God that I would never once again move to South Carolina and I would never be an associate pastor. And if you want to find out what you're not going to do, tell God you're not going to do it. Because I, got a, I was called to, to Pilgrim Lutheran Church, you know, the church on the dam. And as the pastor of Nurture and Outreach, which is fancy for associate pastor. And wonderful time there, was there for four and a half years. But in a Lutheran church, a lot of associate pastors are what's called coterminous. Which means when the senior pastor goes, so do you. And he moved to Texas, and so I had to move somewhere else. That was in 2010. Does anybody know what went on in 2010? Or what didn't go on? The housing market didn't go on. So I looked for a call, and I, and I was called to a church in Newberry, Summer Memorial Lutheran Church, another wonderful congregation, great people in Newberry, 45 minutes away from here. And so we thought, okay, we'll move there. And so we put the house on the market, and we found out quickly that if we sold our house, we would not be able to afford a new house because we would lose so much money, which sort of defeated the purpose of selling our home. And so for five and a half years, I commuted back and forth to Newberry. And so eventually, 
I wanted to see why in the world God had left us in Lexington, South Carolina. So I went to the assistant to the bishop and I said, Jenny, I want to interview at Pisgah. Just Pisgah, nowhere else. You know, if, if I'm called there, wonderful. And if not, we will finally move to Newberry. Well, that's why I'm here. Because I was called here. Uh, I liked what I saw. Apparently, y'all liked what you saw. And here we are five years later. But again, that's why I'm here. Why are you here today? I mean, clearly the answers vary because for some of you, it's, well, because I was born and raised here. Where else would I be? And if I wasn't here, my mama would call me on the phone or haunt me from heaven to find out why I'm not here. For some of you, um, you've been coming here for several years because you showed up one day and it, and it felt like family. It felt like home. Some of you are visiting with family or friends. Some of you are, are, are maybe checking us out just to, just to see what Pisgah is all about or, or what Lutherans are all about. But we all have our specific reasons of, of why we're here or why we tuned in on the internet today, right? Even the people in Jesus' day had a reason. You see, last Sunday we heard about Jesus feeding 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish. And... So those crowds that had just been fed and, and there were 12 baskets left over, they had witnessed this incredible miracle and so much so that they wanted to take Jesus by force to make him their king. So he split. So he went across the sea to Capernaum. And when they realized that he and his disciples weren't there, they went after him. And so they came to the other side and they're like, Rabbi, when did you get here? And so Jesus kind of called them on it. He said, look... <laughs> You ain't here looking for me. You're here because I fed you. And you know what happens after you eat? You get hungry again. And you want more food. But he said, you're wasting your time with the food that perishes, with the food that's going to get moldy and gross. You need the bread of life that, that takes you to eternal life. And that is the bread that's given from God. And so then they responded with a strange question. You know, what can we do to do the works of God? You know, what can we do to get this bread? And he said, believe. Believe that God sent me. But then they asked for something else that, that, that Miss Dieta just talked about. She said, well, okay, fine. What sign are you going to perform so that we know that it's you? Um, you know, because Moses, well, he fed our people from man from heaven not what are you going to do so again they're like they're back to the food thing all over again and honestly look i can't blame them for that you know i mean eventually you when you're hungry you're thinking about food and so they're like all right um uh, that's a good speech jesus but uh you know moses gave us bread from heaven so there's another kid with five loaves and two fish maybe you can feed us again jesus said no i am the bread of life those who come to me will never be hungry. And those who believe in me will never be thirsty. You see, my friends, they came to be filled. But what Jesus told them is, no, don't come to be filled. Come to be fulfilled. And so that's the question that we should be asking ourselves today. Did we come here to be filled? Or did we come here to be fulfilled? Because, if, I mean... It, coming to be filled is, you know, I, I came because I, I love the hymns, 
because nobody plays better than Tony Roof. Isn't that right, Tony? So you just ask him. He'll tell you. I, I came here to, to see my, my friends and, and to fellowship with other people. I came to hear a phenomenal sermon that only pales in comparison to the great music that Tony Roof plays. You know? I, it's, why did we come today? Did, did we come because we feel like we have to? Did we come to get filled? Or did we come to get fulfilled? And so the next question is, well, okay, because all of those are very valid reasons to come. And there's nothing wrong with any of them. But being fulfilled is different. So how can we be fulfilled? How, 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 do, we, how do we go from being filled to fulfilled? And the first step is to believe. Now, the thing is about belief when it comes to Jesus is, I don't know about you, but when I, when I hear Jesus say, well, you have to believe, it's like, well, how do you do that? You know, do I believe enough? Um, what does belief look like? I mean, is it, okay, I believe he did this, but maybe not this. Does it mean never having any doubts and being rock solid in your faith? I don't think so. Because I realize this, our belief, our faith is a gift from God. It is one of the gifts that God gives to us. And the other way, the other ways that, that we are fulfilled is by being who God created and called us to be. St. Paul talked about that in, in our second reading today when he said that, that we were all given gifts, each according to their measure. And then he lists off some, some of the ways that, that these gifts can be played out. And he says, these gifts were given to us for use, com, for, for, for the common good of everyone. And it reminds me of this. Mark Twain once said, if you have a job that you enjoy, you'll never have to work a day in your life. See, I think far too often that we look at our faith as a job. A, a, a set of rules that we have to abide by or, or this is the kind of person that you have to be. But Jesus came to this world to say, no, 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 no. I love you for who you are. I created you to be who you are. And the way that we're fulfilled is when we share the gifts, when we share what makes us special, what makes us different, to share God's love. Because when you get locked in to being who you really are, to, to doing what you're called to do, that's when you go from being filled to fulfilled. Because you use your gifts to share God's love to the entire world. You use your gifts to change people. You use your gifts to make them feel loved and accepted. That's being fulfilled, my friends. That's what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. It, it's not checking off boxes, no. It's believing. And in believing, that looks like being who you're meant to be. Being the person that you were created and called to be. By using your gifts, by sharing your gifts to show God's love. So my friends, don't just be filled. Be fulfilled. Amen.